Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. I'm your host and GM, Azul, and today we continue our quest with Quest, the delightful fantasy adventure RPG that's equally welcoming and flexible for both RPG veterans and newbies alike. If you're in Australia or New Zealand, I hope you're looking forward to the Anzac weekend. I know some of you have taken this whole week off, and I think that's a delightful idea. For everyone else, um... I'm sorry that you don't have another long weekend. Or maybe you do, I actually don't know. Actually, considering the history of Anzac Weekend, I'm not really sure I should be apologizing for a country for not having it. Okay, um, we're gonna, we're gonna cut this, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Lastly, there's only one week left for Podchaser's Reviews for Good initiative for April. Throughout the month, Podchaser will be donating 25 cents to the World Central Kitchen to help feed Ukrainian refugees for every podcast episode review left on Podchaser. So listeners, if you have even the smallest of free time, please go to Podchaser and give your favorite podcast episode a review. Any podcast will do. Though we'd love if you would review ours, our call to action is for you to increase the donations that go through. So please go review any of your favorite podcasts, whatever they may be. We'll provide the links to our Podchaser profile as well as links detailing how else you can help the people of Ukraine in the show notes below. That being said... Kick back, relax, and let us dive into the wild and wacky world of Quest. Previously on Don't Forget Your Towel. The three of you arrive at a ramshackled house. Seems these gerbils are going in the same direction. The magic leads us inside here. All right, I say we just go in there, guns a-blazing. The first thing that you notice, actually, is this large portal in a makeshift throne is a gerbil, a larger-looking gerbil than the others. And on top of this gerbil's head is a gerbil hat. The hat has been shot off of the head. You did it, Stone Cold! The magic is dispersing! The gerbil on the throne jumps into the portal. I'm very down to go through this portal. And then I just sprint at it. You find yourselves being tossed out of the portal. Looking up, you see that you're in the middle of stars. And you see a large ranch. Within those wooden fences are these large turtles. You ride that turtle right in through the door. And you find yourself in a very homely-looking lounge. All of the magic seems to be coming from behind this strange door. Bronin, you approach the book. It's like the daily updates about some individual who's been taking care of this ranch. They refer to themselves as the Constellation Keeper. And then they mention an accident happening in the Constellation Keep and how the Gerbil Constellation escaped. You head down a spiral staircase. You come across a dead body. Bronin's staff immediately engulfs itself in these bright purple flames and you can see the body much more clearer now. Hidden beneath one of its rotting arms is a small name badge that says Constellation Keeper. Be it our strength, our wit, our craft, from Faerun to Arkham to Mars, we'll take the quest, make foes and friends. This is the Constellation Keeper! Your lick was not in vain. Well done. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I could have just done that and we would have known it was a Constellation Keeper without the lick, but hey! <laughs> I support you in all the endeavors! <laughs> in all your it's licking endeavors. I appreciate it, Bron. I appreciate it. You also see a pen nearby, um, near the body. That's basically all that you see. You say a pen? 
a pen, yes. Can I pick it up? You may pick it up. Putting it in my pocket. You put it in your pocket. <laughs> dead man's pen. Ah, uh, dead man pen, no tails. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That is surprisingly appropriate. Onward, friend. Yes. Oh, and remember, if it glows even brighter, there are enemies nearby. But right now, it's just glowing to show us the way down the dark hallway. Just as Ronan says that, the staff starts shining brighter. Speak of the devil. Oh. Well, that's... That ain't good, y'all. Okay. Apropos. <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, be ready to fight, everyone. Ready. Ready. You transform into a fly. All right, I'm pulling my pistols out of my holster. <laughs> Did you say you transform into a fly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, <Gone>. what? <laughs> so ready. No, I, I don't do that. <laughs> I'll take my blade out of my cane. Mm-hmm. Onwards. Hold up my little fox hands and storm clouds start to appear. Ooh. Yeah. So what you see as you exit the hallway is a large ornate room. A circular room with 20 banners all lined up equidistant from each other around the room. And beneath each banner is a small cushion, a red velveteen cushion. And upon each of these cushions is a different constellation. Or I guess more appropriately, a thing representing the constellation. You see an owl, a cat all asleep, a wine bottle with two googly eyes pasted on it. You see a lot of things. <laughs> a blade of grass. <laughs> that was one of them. That's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A shoe or something? A Doc Martin? A Dr. Martin. Yes, you Doc see a Martin, Doc yeah. Martin uh, with two googly eyes. Uh, yeah, Doc Martins, yeah, yeah. A violin. Uh, a violin with googly <laughs> eyes. I think we also said that uh, there was a Tommy gun constellation. So is there just a Tommy gun sitting over there that we could use? Maybe There is a Tommy Tommy gun constellation as well. A bazooka. Uh, <laughs> I don't think those are said. <laughs> Unfortunately, it wasn't a loaded Tommy gun constellation, so mm. we're screwed. Damn, that's the summer constellation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's only in summer, and it's not summer at the moment. You do notice that one of the locations, the location that would have been occupied by the gerbil, depicting the gerbil constellation, is empty. And instead, there's only an empty red velveteen cushion. But it was the great it was the great hamster that disappeared, right? Yes, it was the great hamster that disappeared. Okay. And the hamster constellation is gone. The hamster constellation is gone. The first thing that you notice is that the gerbil constellation is gone, and the second thing you notice is that the hamster constellation is gone as well. Ah. And in fact there happens to be a hamster next to one of the velveteen cushions, but not upon it. And next to that hamster, who's tied up with a small thin rope and muffled with a gag around its mouth, by the way, is a gerbil. The gerbil that you saw on the throne before. <laughs> and when you all come into this room, you see that it's literally midway from striking at the hamster with its sharp claws. That would be a bad idea. You don't know who you're messing with. Get the gerbil! Can I shoot the gerbil now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gerbil. <laughs> I should have just freaking killed it the first time. You may shoot the gerbil, yes. Hell yeah. Since I have like this amazing ability called Dead Eye, I'm just going to use that again since we're nearing the end of the game. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start spending those points. I'm going to take aim and focus my senses, automatically score in a triumph with one of my pistol. I'm going to do a double shot since I got two guns. I'm going to go... Nice. How much damage is that? Uh, a million. Uh, a million. I just have two guns. I don't know how much... I, I, I wasn't told that. <laughs> so uh, I believe a regular weapon does two damage by default. All right. So if I have two guns, is it 
One in each? Yep, so if you're gonna shoot with one, it'll do at least two damage. And if you shoot with both, then it'll in total at least four damage, unless you're adding something on top of that. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, I'd love to shoot with both. Sure. <laughs> so you take aim and shoot the gerbil. And of course, I mean, we are talking about Stone Cold Betty. Most rudent tooting shouldn't gunslinger of the western prairie provinces. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Regardless, your shots immediately hit the gerbil and you hear a squeal coming from it. However, even though they are freaking guns and the gerbil is pushed back by the force of the bullets, it has not fallen down to the ground. And it looks strong, even though it's bleeding, and it squeals loudly before clearing its throat and saying, Good day. Why are you shooting me? You're killing the hamster. I thought that was fairly obvious. Yes. <laughs> you, you know what? That is fair. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we could use logic to get out of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Given the breakdown of um, diplomatic relations, <laughs> we're going to enter a combat. Oh, okay. <laughs> the shot to the hamster did that. The gerbil. I guess we're fighting now. <laughs> yes, we are. So, Stone Cold Betty has already taken her turn. How do you all react to this? I should just mention that in quest, combat is quite fluid. Mm. You all do have turns, but they are based on what your actions are, what the speed of your actions are and stuff like that. So really, I'm going to, although this is somewhat unorthodox, I'm just going to ask you all, what do you want to do? And we can kind of work with that. So two shots ring out, the gerbil responds, and then it starts running at you all. What is the order of your reactions and how do you respond to all of this? Oh, it starts running oh, at us? Oh, it's advancing on us? Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I think if, if it's running at us, I think I do have one ability called Thorn, mm-hmm. where I can throw a poisonous thorn at something for zero points. You open your palm, conjuring a poisonous thorn, that you shoot in a straight line towards a nearby target creature or object. The thorn hits for two... I have to roll for the dice. On a 20, the damage is amplified, and if I hit an organic creature, the skin becomes swollen. It cannot see beyond its reach, and it can't speak or cast spells. If I get a 20, I basically just give it an allergic reaction. (laughs) And that's a 13, just two damage. This is Thorn um, from the Summoner. Yes, that's the one thing I took from Summoner. Okay, so just damage? 2 HP? Yeah, just the 2 HP. So describe to me like how like this attack happens. Like, Is it just thorns turned towards it? or? Yeah, so I think uh, you would see like very extravagantly Walnut would like do like ninjutsu moves and then <laughs> and then just one thorn would shoot out of his palm like Spider-Man and just <laughs> hit the, the gerbil right in the in the butt. Yeah, and, and it does. It immediately hits the gerbil right in its butt. The gerbil jumps up with a squeak and then it starts glowing and suddenly like a translucent purple thorn comes off from its hands and shoots mm-hmm. at you and you take one damage. Oh, oh no. Two total from, for the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, owie. Friends, that hurts quite a bit. Okay, seeing that, I will be prompted to action. I will cast Bedazzle. I summon four prismatic bolts that sparkle brilliantly and I'm going to direct them all towards the gerbil 
each bolt has two HP, Ooh. and because all four are hitting a single creature, it is affected by Mesmerize as well, which Damn. means it cannot move, take actions, or respond unless it gets harmed, and then the spell ends. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so these prismatic bolts shoot out of you, Apollo, and hit the gerbil right at its core. It's thrown back several feet, and it almost seems like it's petrified. It's still on the ground. It doesn't seem to be moving. However, in much the same way as happened with Walnut, four purple, barely glowing prismatic bolts appear out of nothingness in front of the gerbil and hit you. You take a total of four HP damage. Ooh. Oh, oh wow. damn. Ah, oh, this is one powerful gerbil. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I will cast Shield. Nice. Ooh. Which I summon a magic shield that appears as an aura of soft light around my body, and the shield blocks up to three hit points of damage and lasts until it takes more three points or more of damage in a single hit. Oh, wow. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Nice. And then I'm going to smack the shit out of this gerbil. Snap his neck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sorry, sorry, but was it two things that you wanted to do? Oh, yeah, that might be two things. Well, I was going to attack it, but before I attack it, I was going to shield myself. If that's two things, I could just do the shield thing first. So. Yeah, so this, I imagine purple again, this amazingly glowing purple shield appears around you, shielding you from pretty much any harm that you can see. The gerbil attempts to move, and you can see it kind of just shaking, but nothing really happens as it is mesmerized. Nice. It's the party's turn now again, and it doesn't really have to be in any particular order or in the same order as before because combat is fluid. So what happens now? Seeing that the gerbils kind of push to a side and two of your companions have been damaged, you're getting the vibe that your attacks are somehow being reflected. Mm. But what did your thing do stops him from doing magic, Apollo? It basically completely froze him. He's frozen, can't move, can't speak. Hmm. It's like a passive thing. How's it being reflected? Walnut would um, run past the, the gerbil and just be like, you are a jackass. <laughs> and then go to the hamster and start untying the hamster. Yeah, nice. All right. I was going to say keep the gerbil distracted. I guess he's mesmerized. I can't even yeah. freaking move, so it doesn't matter, but whatever. I'm six feet tall, and I got boots on, baby. <laughs> and I want to step on that gerbil's head <laughs> and kill it. Whoa. Holy damn. I don't care how Whoa. magic you are. This is a boot. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. That thing is little. We can just step on it. I'm serious. You're right. It's true. I love it. I'm going to high five her as as she goes over to to do that. (laughs) Like, yeah, get it. Hell yeah. Thank you, Bronin. We're all like casting spells and magic and you're just like, hold on. Hold on. (laughs) I could just squish it. I know. (laughs) Technically, unarmed attacks do only one damage, but in this case, it's going to at least do two because like you're stepping on it. With my boots. It's a boot. It's not really unarmed. Right. That's true. Yeah. So two damage is appropriate. I really wish we had a turtle at this point, though. That would have been great. Oh, no. <laughs> Dang, it would be so nice. Ninja turtle kick. Okay. What if I telepathically go into the turtle body? Yeah. And I do some, some serious HGTV shit and <laughs> smash 
smash <laughs> the wall down and then come down the stairs as the turtle. Yeah, no, totally. In fact, you don't even need to Whoa. do that. If you'd stand up again and go sideways, you could just roll down if you wanted to or something like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Why didn't we do that initially? It was so emotional. All right, so, so I yeah. step on the little man, the gerbil. Oh, but you can only do one of those things, Stone Cold. Oh, we're bringing the turtle in, baby. <laughs> nice, nice. The, the yeah. appropriate answer. I go into my harmonica moment, and I wake up as the turtle, and I shimmy in sideways and roll down the spiral staircase, and I storm in with my strong feet. And now I'm a turtle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for all of you, what you see is that suddenly Stone Cold Daddy takes a moment, sits down, takes out the harmonica and starts harmonicizing, harmonicizing, <laughs> harmonizing, harmonizing. <laughs> <laughs> and very soon afterwards, you hear the tumbling, rough and tumbling of a large creature, followed by <laughs> what could only be described as the painful gasps of a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> As it makes its way through, through What is life? <laughs> through a narrow corridor uh. and pops its head out into the um, large circular room. It has just arrived into the um, arena that you're at, but it hasn't entered completely. While this is happening, we know that Walnut's gone to the hamster who mm. immediately cries out, Thank you, thank you so much. To you yeah. as you're doing so. Don't even mention it. What about Apollo and Bronin? What did the two of you do? I'm trying to think through this, the like reflecting of the damage thing because I have my magic rope so I could magically just choke the crap out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> it can coil itself. So I'm like, coil yourself around that freaking rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it technically be a gerbil bastard? Got him. Probably. <laughs> same, same. So let's do that for some reason. See if maybe because I'm choking it, it's not going to reflect its damage back on me. Did the turtle do damage to the gerbil already or not yet? No, the turtle coming in was the action okay. that was taken. So you're going to choke the gerbil, Bronin. Are you choking with the intent of causing harm or are you choking in the, to just keep it down? You know what? To start with, I'm just going to keep it because I know the minute we do harm to it, the other spell goes away, right? Yeah. So I'm just going to wrap it up and just have, you know, at any time I can snap my fingers and the rope will just pull tight. Nice. If he got out of the spell, he still couldn't move. Oh. Very clever, very clever. What do you do, Apollo, while this is going on? Yeah, I kind of want to go over to see Walnut and the hamster. I kind of want to talk to the hamster. Can I do that, even though it's come back? Yes, you can. So that would be your doing one thing, your movement and doing mm -hmm. one thing. So you'd be talking to the mm -hmm. hamster as your one thing. So because you've got the gerbil, like, like trapped essentially this is i'm gonna say that we're easing out of combat until you start attacking yeah it, because it's gonna try every on every one of its turns to get out of this and it can't or can it you don't know so regardless you can talk to the hamster just go over and make sure he's all right and then i'll be like what happened here how did this all come about well as you can see the hamster that is i have been taken by the 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 gerbil? The gerbil, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is what took me. It was the gerbil. Well, well yes, we can see that. Well, uh, f forgive me, but b before today, 
none of us knew that this room even existed, let alone that there could be a portal that would take us here. And apparently the person who watches over constellations is now dead. What are we to do? Can you help us figure this out? The gerbil killed Simon. God rest his soul. He's been the constellation keeper for as long as I can remember. I forgot your questions, and I don't think I answered any of them. (laughs) I'm very sorry for your loss, uh, but what should we do? I am not sure. To be honest, I am just sleepy. Oh, would you like to go back to sleep on your velvet cushion? That would be delightful. (gasps) Can you help me with that? Okay, I think that's probably best. Yes, yes, of course. I have one question before you you go to sleep. Certainly. Anything for my saviors. It looks like there's several animals on cushions here, and they reflect the stars that that shine down beautifully on our world. Does it be a specific animal, or could it just be any animal gerbil off the street could fill that spot on the gerbil's cushion? Oh, no. No, no, no. Not any gerbil. Not any animal. These are divine creatures. We are divinity. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Divinity. So we shouldn't kill this gerbil then. Divinity. We can just tie him to the cushion. We should find <laughs> some way to restrain him, yes, and, and keep him on the cushion. Do you know how he was able to, I don't know, awake and orchestrate all this? I believe that he was just ignored by his followers and he got jealous. Mm. I'll convert to gerbilism right now if that will help the rest of the world. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, his followers are really going to town and back on Earth. I mean, the gerbils are doing a whole thing now. Well, this is now. But if you had come here a year ago, perhaps, you would have seen... That no one cares about that no good gerbil. You shouldn't either. Okay, let's put you on the cushion. <laughs> Sleepy time. Are people caring about the bottle or the blade of grass more than the, <laughs> <laughs> the gerbil? That would piss me off too. <laughs> people are going, oh, screw the gerbil. Oh, no, blade of grass religion? That's hype. That's a hype oh, religion yo. right there. Like the blade of grass religion is lit. Like, oh, lit. Yeah. Yeah. I personally subscribe to the bottle of wine religion. You know what? I will absolutely 100% believe that anybody praising the grass is lighting it. (laughs) That's true. Hey, that's how you know it's lit. It's a very commonly known secret. Mm. Commonly known secret. (laughs) The last words that the hamster shouts out um, before you place it on its cushion is, down with the gerbils, kill them all. Hmm. Okay, that's disturbing. I feel like we might be on the wrong side of this one. Yeah. (laughs) I I understand now why the gerbil did all this. Yes, it all just, all full circle. Hmm. I kind of feel maybe we put the gerbil on the cushion, leave it tied up, Mm. and then go fix the boot maker's (gasps) problem and get your knife back. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. (laughs) I have a proposition. Okay, I'm ready. The gerbil wishes for followers. No, it wishes to be revered and respected. So what if we were to start religions for each one of the constellations so none of them ever feel left out again? Yeah, I'm down. All right. Works for me. Good idea. Lovely. I gotta ask, there's no constellation keeper anymore. What happens? Oh, that's true. I was gonna bring this up later. Listen. Did you have an idea? I did. Listen, y'all, I can only live to be 300 years. 
years old. But maybe here I can live many more years. Oh. And this place just reminds me of my 60 acres of homestead land. So maybe my true calling in life is to be out here with the turtles and take care of these little creatures here. Oh my goodness, Stone Cold. That's so noble. Indeed. And I mean, if you need an assistant, I do have a friend who really, really wanted to be with the stars. <gasps> so it sounds like we're moving. Well, not. I mean, we could just forget that knife. I know I'm breaking my promise to the bootman. <laughs> you won't need it in the stars. What are they gonna do? We're in, we're in the stars. They can't touch us up here. <laughs> Me and Apollo could take care of that. Well, then I can continue to mentor you even up here. This is very desirable for me. Yes, I would. I would love this. This is beautiful. As our little group, are are we separating for a little while here? I think we must. Well, I know that you'll always be watching down on us from the stars. I can see everything. Yes. Well, perhaps we'll keep the portal open so that we can visit you every once in a while. That sounds nice. You can keep tabs on the religions. That would be great. Thank you, thank you. I'll bring your knife back. Yes. What else will I cut the tofu with? Yes. Oh, Please. there we go. <laughs> and I might also convert to grassyism. <laughs> Seems like a good religion. I was making fun of it, but it sounds like a good idea. You you can start that one. You could be the leader of the grass movement. I can go home and start that religion. Yeah, excellent. That's what I've always wanted to need to want to do. Oh, everyone's found what they wanted except me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Unless there's a grim reaper anywhere. I look, I look down a shadowy hallway. I'm like, oh, there he is. I see the scythe. I see. <laughs> Come on out. Maybe the thing is, we all have the Grim Reaper within our heart. Just like the gray hamster. The Grim Reaper was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. Wonderful. We do know that the uh, the gerbil still can't move, right? We should tie him down. Uh, yes, you'll have to. As soon as I leave the room, the spell will stop working. We could just leave him. He's still tied up. We can just leave him in the thing and put it on the chair. But again, maybe we'll come back once we start the religion and untie him and he'll be fine. Yes, yes. Well, you two will be here so you can take care of him and explain the situation. And Yeah, exactly. If he acts up again, I'll shoot him with some lightning. And I'll shoot him with my guns. We can just shoot him. Just shoot him a whole bunch. We can just <laughs> shoot this little gerbil a ton. <laughs> I know you're a god, but god, get on that pillow, you idiot. Come on. And watch out for that hamster, too. Yeah, that hamster's a little bitch. Yeah, that hamster seemed pretty sketch. Yeah, that was a (laughs) Super sketch. Is there some tape? Or some string? Could we tie these creatures? <laughs> or just, just a very down? heavy blanket. There is the um, the string that was used to tie the hamster that's still on the ground after you untied it. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Maybe just take a little precaution. As a naturalist, I know much about knots and things and just tie this one down. I, I'm going to tie the, the sleepy boy hamster down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I can steal the magic flask. 
<laughs> Is that not what we're doing anymore? <laughs> that's still my flask, thank you. Well, you're not getting rid of me that easy, so... Well, that's true. I think this is the continuation of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> Cheers to that. Yeah. <laughs> Did we do it? <laughs> Did we win? Did we beat it? <laughs> Before I can answer that question, what do you do to the, the gerbil? Put him on the cushion, right? Put him on the cushion, yeah. Yeah, he, he is tied down. Yeah. Mm. Each paw is like in a cross <laughs> onto the cushion. Yeah, so the moment you put it onto the cushion with its hand bound crosswords one on top of the other, you notice that it f- starts falling asleep and it does fall asleep. Oh, what? We didn't even tie it down. Oh, cute. It's so cute. Yeah, I, I think you did it. <laughs> Yay! You did it. You did it. We like ended the whole story <laughs> and, then, and we didn't do the like last action. You didn't actually do anything. <laughs> the moral of this story is if you have a problem, just take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> a beautiful story. So for the epilogue, the camera pans to each of you. We can perhaps start with Stone Cold Betty and Walnut. What do you want your epilogue scenes to be? I was going to say I wake up when the sun rises, metaphorically, and <laughs> go to bed when the sun sets, and I've been exploring the plains and rooting and tooting on the turtles. Tooting on the turtles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> and checking in on our little uh, little furry friends downstairs, mm. and everything is, for the most part, really peaceful. I went back through the portal briefly to get my horse Friday over here, so I didn't have to leave Friday. Of course. I rode in on Friday, and I left on Friday. What day did I come back? (laughs) (laughs) Sunday. Love it. My vibes are keeping me going, so I've gotten everything I've wished for in my long life. That's awesome. And yeah, Friday's definitely made friends with the turtles. What did you name the turtle that you bonded with? The turtle that I bonded with's name is Clint Eastwood. (laughs) Clint Eastwood and Friday have become fast friends. And, you know, somehow you managed to ride them both into the sunset and back. Love it. I feel like while Friday was getting acquired, I think Walnut would have gone and helped Bootman the second fix the great mistake. Oh, nice, nice. I would imagine with the help of uh, of Ronan and Apollo. For sure. I I, I don't know if they wanted to help, but Walnut forced their hand in helping. Most of the days, um, I feel like Walnut would have learned how to play the banjo and sits out on the front of the porch and looks up at the stars, plays songs from the rushing reindeers, takes notes on the stars, and just plays the banjo for most nights and just helps Stone Cold with as much of the constellation keeping as Walnut can. And I think he he would have tried to add, probably not very greatly or even officially, but he would have added into the constellation room two more pedestals, well, four more for all of all of us. <gasps> wow. <laughs> oh, for the oh adventures that we went on. I think he would spend the rest of the time like trying to f- see if it like cause he put him in the room, but did they appear in the stars? He doesn't know, so he spends a lot of time just happily looking out in the stars trying to find the faces of his friends. Right. Do you two I'm sorry to interrupt, but I really need to ask do you two play your instruments together at all? Oh yeah. Of course. Of course. Jamming all the time. Uh, Constantly. What about our dearest Bronin and Apollo? Yeah. What's Bronin's plan exactly? Bronin definitely goes off and helps fix the great mistake. <laughs> and he feels a little guilty because he mostly did it because he really needed a new pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> The necessity adventurer. Yeah. So he does that. 
and he's always looking up at the stars now. He'd never really cared that much before, but he's like, oh, now I know what the stars are all about. <laughs> and he's always like, you know, now that my friends are always watching, I know they're always watching out for me. I feel confident enough to go home and Aww. I travel around and I preach all of the different religions to all of these different places. And you kind of go to, to one. <laughs> if Apollo wants to come, we, we banter. Aww. It's up to them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I will absolutely journey with you to spread all of the religions to the world. This has become my, my new purpose in life. Previously, I thought religion was, you know, just a load of codswallop. <laughs> but now I am fascinated. And I know for a fact that the balance of the universe rests on these religions. <laughs> Delightful. Eventually, as... Bronin goes, you know, as he gets older and he can't travel as much, he does go home and he feels back to his town in the mountains and feels content because he feels that he has made the friends that he needs to and he has traveled the world and he is where he needs to be and he always knows there are friends watching. Aww. And he tells his stories and drinks and he had stolen the flask when he went home. Ah! <laughs> yeah, next, next mission for Paul is finding the flask. Yes. <laughs> forgot to get it back from Bronin when the last Time they met. I feel like we say this like big emotional farewell and then like they go off back to whatever town they're in currently, back to the tavern. It's like, ah, well, good day's work. Goes to take out the flask. Bronin! <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little note. <laughs> yeah. They open it up and it just says, who's the real magician? Boom! <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> 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 And the last scene we see is like we pan to the town that you were in, the last town that your journeys took you to. Brian is now teaching arithmetic to the masses with his knowledge of <laughs> counting to five. Of four numbers? <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, hey, five numbers, okay? It's like one, two, three, four, five. It's the whole five. Oh, excuse me. And one night as he's going back, like after teaching classes, he looks into the sky, you know, recalling the friends that he, like the four of you and how the town was saved. And he swear he notices in the far edges of the sky, like a new concept. Or, or perhaps it's more of like very familiar looking faces, four individual faces right next to each other. But, you know, he blinks it off and shrugs. Can't be the case. Like, when do stars ever change forgetting what just <gasps> happened, like, literally a couple of years ago? <laughs> stars can't change. Brian is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and he heads back in. Oh, my God, Brian. That was magic. That was magical. Well done, everybody. If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at dfyt underscore podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider donating to us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. We would also like to thank our patrons, Benjamin Tay, Adrian, Jesse Wesson, Bonnie Cohen. Thank you all for your support. We could not do it without you. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready. 